everybody. Welcome back to the SOS Small Business Success Podcast. I am your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, and uh, we are on part five of how to recession-proof your salon. Uh, so welcome, welcome back. Um, at this point, we, in session one, we talked about how to be able to increase your sales. In Session two, we talked about how to be able to reduce your expenses. And I had a little challenge for you on there. So if you want to go back and repeat that one, you know, you can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Um, you can click the link from my website um, or you can go on to any of my um, Facebook or Instagram pages uh, at Bonnie Bonadeo and be able to access um, the link directly to Anchor for where my podcast, where my podcast lives. In session three, we talked, we had our great guest on Danielle and we talked about marketing and she shared with us a few tips on marketing and we're going to expand marketing well into fall here. Um, so I'm excited to launch some dates coming up here soon and I'm putting the branding together of it all right now since we're going to be talking about marketing, it's got to be well branded. Um, so you'll see that coming out here soon. And um, heck, this is my 86th episode of um, SOS Small Business Success Podcast. So for those of you that are great listeners, thank you. I appreciate it. And for those of you that don't, you know, haven't listened to this, um, you know, go back and look at some of the other topics and everything. Now, of course, I tie all of this around one of my favorite activities and passions, which is boating, sailing and being on the sea. Um, and you know, 2020, we had a beautiful boat out in the, in the Caribbean. And then of course, some things happened, of course, 2020 happened and, uh, we're working our way back to that opportunity there. So, uh, but here's your topic today. So if we're on part five, the conversation is around education and the title is the captain goes down with the ship, right? And we'll discuss what that means, but I think you got the gist of it at this point. And as you guys know that this whole process here is, is kind of based on the framework that I put together that I work with my um, clients, my coaching clients on. And it's these five anchors and these five anchors are really supportive to if you are in the business in a small business, these five anchors are always at play, but sometimes you have to focus on one or two of these anchors um, more diligently um, in order to kind of grow and scale your business. So sales, operations, mindset, marketing, and education. Today, we're on education in our topic here. And these were the kind of the five solutions that I was hoping to be able to provide for you guys in this five-part series. So you got to be an anchor in, in a world of changing values. And we are definitely in a world of changing values, right? Uh, it's getting tougher and tougher to be in business, find people to work for you, find ways to be able to grow your business. But everything that I've shared with you is possible. Everything that I've shared with you is what I share with my clients and they're doing it. They're growing their businesses. Okay. Um, and so today we're going to be talking about how to educate all levels, 
All right. I know when we talk about education, a lot of times we're talking about, oh, we got to better educate our staff um, so that they can do a better job with balayage or, you know, men's haircutting or whatever that topic is. And yes, that is an element of education, but we're going to talk about education in two different realms today. One, well, three, actually. One is you. What do you need to educate yourself on in order to grow and scale your business to the next level? Two is your stylist, of course, and not just based on technical education, but on all areas of education. And three is your client, how to educate your client um, on what you're doing, why you're doing it, how to do business with you. Like it's just as important that you're educating your client. And that's kind of where we're going to go for fall. We're going to, we're going to go down the path of marketing and communications that not only supports you as a business, you as a person, you as a leader, um, but also your clients and the community that you are existing in, in there. So I said this before, I'll say it again. Today, you are in the business of training and development. That's what your business is. We are not in the business of you know, especially if you're a salon owner or a spa owner and you have you're in a, you're an employee based environment, you are in the business of training and development. Okay, the more people that you train and develop to work within the business and to start to do great at the business, the more prosperity everybody has. It's like you know, all a high a high tide raises all boats. Okay, uh, a low tide lowers all boats type of thing. So we're in that space of it that you're really in the training and development business um, because what we know to be true is that when they come right out of school, they're not ready to go on the floor. So we have to be able to manufacture that. We've got people moving from all other parts of the country that are, that are coming to our salon and they know certain things, but they don't know all things. So we're having to train them in these other areas that is based on what our clients want in our area, or maybe some of the nuances and differences of our particular uh, type of clientele, maybe compared to where they were from. So our goal is to be able to learn to grow people and processes. And all of that falls under the education element here. Now, I can tell you that you guys heard from me last week where I talked about my great trip up to uh, Chappaqua, New York to hang out with Nick Arojo and and we got reintroduced to Brian Bodie after we discovered that we had worked together for Sebastian um, during the same times. And I can tell you that my training and development for me to have the success in my business that I have today is based on all of the companies that I've worked for and any of the extracurricular education or activities that I took on as an investment in myself. And this is just a sprinkling of them. You know, so I did work for a distributorship as a salesperson. So that's where I learned to sell. I went to work for Matrix, uh, my first company, product company. And that's where I learned all about manufacturing and really ultimately how important it was that, it, that the manufacturer's role was to educate their clients, which were salons at this time. Now, I, I know that's changed over the years, right? And then I went to Sebastian and I not only learned the, the most creative elements of business, but also learned how to be a great presenter as well. And then I went to work for ABBA and I got to learn um, more of the back end of business, the financial side of business, um, being able to uh, grow sales, being able to manage inventory, like all of that became really ultra important. Um, I took I took and made major investments in myself to be able to have coaches throughout most of my career. 
um, whether they were business coaches, life coaches, personal development coaches, coaches maybe into a specific arena, but I, 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 I really value education. So this is an important topic for me to have, but I got certified by the Institute of Health and Human Potential. Uh, I'm certified in Southwest Institute for Emotional Intelligence. I'm certified with StoryBrand. Um, and I spent 10 years with the Professional Beauty Association being able to put together, produce and direct and develop um, all of the education that they did for 10 years, for 10 years. So every event that they did for 10 years, it was several, several different events. And then some um, events that were annual events that I got to produce and direct and fill. And I, and I explained this to a client last week when she was trying to, you know, she's like, I want to do something different. I want to figure out what it is that I want to do. And so when she was dabbling into a couple other businesses and industries and everything, I kind of used the example of, I want you to imagine that a circus is coming into town. What part of the circus do you want to be responsible for? Because, you know, there are parts of it that you may not be good at and you have to resource out. There's parts of it that you will love, but you, it may not necessarily manufacture itself into a business um, unless you collaborate or maybe partner with other people to be able to do that. But, you know, ultimately, all of these companies um, have helped me to grow. I mean, it, including my own company. So the Beauty Agent Network was my first business that I started. And boy, did I have some ups and downs and learned some really hard lessons, but loved every bit of it and still have very favorable relationships today um, from that business that I started 11 years ago. And then Naked Audience Production, that it was a partnered business that I, I loved the work that I did with that company and learned a lot too. So not only was I the teacher and the guide in that business, but I was also the student because it was the right time for me to be able to learn a, a new level of skill set and how to be able to connect, communicate, and coach with clients. So all that I learned, I got to put into that business and play in it with that. And then of course that led me to where I am today with salon coaching and business and podcast. Um, so it's, it's where I'm, it's where I'm sitting. It's where I love to be. And then of course I have a side business that is mainly a resource business and that's called brand me uh, marketing and branding agency. It's, it's a referral based business. It's, you know, I'm not necessarily the doer of that business, but I am the connector of that business. So if you need a new website, that's the business that I would connect you with the right person, logos, you know, uh, print materials, digital marketing, social media support, um, as well as other assets like how to be able to uh, find certain resources for your salon business to kind of have a more powerful experience for your team and your clients. And then ultimately, all of these years of success, all of these years of learning, growing, failures, struggles, all of them, I am now bringing into Intrigue Salon, um, my fiance's salon, Jeff, Jeff South. And it's working. We're growing. Business is good. And it's, um, it, it's, I can see the full circle effect of everything that I've learned in this industry over 40 years and how it does apply to the success of a salon and or a small business, how it does apply all of it applies to that. So guys, education is an important element for me. All right. Now 
one of the challenges we've been up against in our industry is is hiring right now. And it, it's still going to be a challenge for another couple of years. This is not going to go away right away. So, you know, we have to be able to kind of look at what it's going to take for us to be able to grow our business and 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 shift now while we can, because things are going to start speeding up a little bit. I think they're going to like get get hard for a bit, but I think then they're going to start speeding up pretty fast. So we've always said, you know, that you, that you hire on skill and attitude. But the truth is, is if you kind of break it down a little bit more, you grow based on skill. So you bring somebody into your business that knows how to do a certain task or skill set and you put them to work. But the way that you're going to be able to scale your business to the next level is, is going to be based on attitude, culture, emotional intelligence, whatever words you want to be able to use in this. Um, and ideally what that comes down to me and based on how I teach with my clients and train and coach is it's your brand identity. Okay. So you grow on skill, but you scale on having a strong brand identity. And that's kind of like, it's your attitude. It's how you put yourself out there. It's, it's what you and your team know together. It's that cohesiveness and that level of consistency that you keep delivering on. That's a brand identity. And that requires strong brand messaging. Again, why we're going to go down the marketing path for the rest of this year on everything, because it seems to be where there's the biggest amount of struggle. Okay. Now, I just downloaded um, the Modern Salon State of the Industry 2022, and it says uh, the place of the independent salon pro. Uh, and so, of course, it looks like this. You can download it for free as well if you go to Modern Salon's website. And there was some interesting little tidbits in here. I mean, we're not an independent salon or a suite-based salon type of thing, but I was curious as to, um, you know, some of the information in here. And I can tell you that that all of the areas that I saw as challenging or interesting in here was a lack of education. It was a lack of understanding um, how to be better at it. And so one of the questions they asked was, how do you manage your client appointments? And now mind you, this is for renters, independent solo artists. So that would include sweet people. Um, but overall in that independent realm here, and 30% of them are still doing pen and paper books, 30%. So they, have the skill to be the technician, but they don't have the skill to be the entrepreneur because you're never going to scale and grow as an entrepreneur if you're still doing pen and paper books. Okay. Uh, and you're going to outdate yourself pretty quick here. So that was one interesting fact there. So what do they need? They probably just need education on how to be able to find, you know, the right software that's going to work for them and implement technology. You guys today, technology is what's going to make us successful because we're a business that technology can't replace us yet. And I say yet, um, because one day there might be something that cuts and colors our hair. Who knows? You know, might be a robot, might be a machine, who knows, but it may not be us. But at this point, if we're not automating, bringing in more technology in order to make us work smarter, not harder, we don't have the ability to scale. And then we come to this conclusion that we're just working as a technician. We're working as a technician. We're working as a technician. And we don't have that. We don't have those opportunities or possibility to grow outside of that. Okay. 
And when those people that do take the leap of saying, okay, fine, I, you know, I don't want to just be standing behind the, you know, at the chair and doing hair anymore. Um, I want to open up a salon and I want to hire other people and I want to be able to grow a business. Then this is where you have to understand how technology serves you and helps you to scale and grow. And that requires education. Okay, let me pull up another one of these. Uh, 50% of independent responders said social media promotion is the list of topics that independents felt they could use more education and support on. Yeah, see, I'm going to disagree with that one. Um, that's what they say they think they need. But the truth is, here's how the scale worked. They said 50% was promoting themselves through social media. Now, I disagree with it to one piece. One, I'm just talking about marketing and telling you that the rest to follow. I'm going to go down the path of trying to help you guys to better market, right? Um, so yes, social media is an element of that. But 41% said they needed to learn business. And I think that business is a very broad category. So that should have been broken down a little bit more. That should have been broken down into, uh, you know, finding more clients or understanding automation, Um uh, you know, being able to, um, you know, marketing maybe in general should have been a topic in here. Then they said trends, color, and at 25%, they said personal development. And I did appreciate that one, 25% personal development. But then 8% said they'd have no additional education needs or support required. So 8% of you out there, I don't know how many people they actually surveyed on this, but no matter what, 8% is still a huge number to be able to say that you don't need education or support. And I, I find that to be unlikely um, because we are an ever evolving industry um, and you, you can't stop learning. You just can't stop learning. Um, and then in the independent world, and then they did some comparisons of independent, non-independent people. So in the independent world, 40% said that they were somewhat satisfied with their income. 12% um, said they were extremely satisfied uh, where in the non-independent world, 31% said that they were satisfied with their current income. 18% said extremely satisfied. So it was a higher rate of people working for somebody than not that were more satisfied with their income. And then here's, here's where it all gets very confusing to me at the, at the same point. And again, I guess I'm sharing this data with you here and you have the opportunity to download this uh, at Modern Salon as well. Okay, but here's, here's the one, one of the choices that you believe are the biggest advantages of being independent operator, booth renter, or solo artist is freedom and control over your personal life. And I find that so funny that 70% of you guys said that because all I hear you do is bitch about um, how clients are texting you nonstop 24 seven, um, that, you know, that you don't have time to follow up with all the clients, that you don't believe in online booking because it's, you know, it's, it's, you're losing control of your books and clients don't know what to books, education, education, education. Okay. Um, you also said that 69% was greater flexibility. And I find that to be funny because flexible, I, you know, sure you can come and go as you want, but are you working on your business when you're not there? Okay. Uh, if you don't have a client, if you don't have a client, do you just leave or are you still working on your business to some degree? Greater flexibility. Yeah. Running around to Cosmoprof and salon centric stores, trying to find your products for your next day clients. Right. And then 68 of you said independence. And, you know, again, that's a, that's, that, that's a, that's a big word. 
Um, you do feel that you probably can come and go as you please and that you are somewhat independent and not working for somebody. But this is my message to salon owners. I really do believe that a good percentage of these people are going to come back around to us. But what we need to be educated on is how to be better leaders. What we need to be educated on is provide them freedom and flexibility and levels of independence for them to want to come back and work for us. Because Five years from now, this landscape could look quite different. And I don't think that salon, employee-based type salons um, have, are at risk moving forward. I think they're, they have an advantage moving forward, but we've got to get better. So let's talk about ways that we can get better as salon owners here and um, look, for, look for ways to be able to do that. Oh, one last thing in this report though that I'll share with you guys. So the, the biggest disadvantages to being independent operator, they said, was um, no traditional benefits. So no 401k plans or health insurance or profit sharing and stuff like that. Okay, fine. Get that. And then tax requirements at 49%, managing paperwork, no front desk for scheduling and checkout. So the very things that they said that they wanted freedom, flexibility, and independence over here, their greatest disadvantages are them realizing they don't have any of those freedom, flexibilities, or advantages. But again, since we're on the education um, topic here, 17% of you said no formal staff education. And remember, we're, we're an industry where we have to constantly be educated to grow and evolve and learn new trends and learn new techniques. So, um, you know, 17% of you are missing that. So there's, again, there's opportunities for saloners to come back. So now I'm going to speak to salon owners here specifically. If you want some of these people to come back around um, and want to be able to work for you, because maybe they realize that that working for somebody else does provide them the freedom. And, you know, maybe if they have their own, the schedule that they desire versus what you're forcing them to have. Um, and the independent piece could just be providing more flexibility of them having, um, a little bit more say in what they want to be doing or don't want to be doing as a service provider or um, the type of time off that they need or the type of hours that they are requesting, okay? All right, so we can always up-level our skill. That's kind of the definition of you know education that I'm referencing here today. But education first starts with you and then your team and then your clients. I want you to think about it as a three-part system here. And typically we, we find it very easy to be able to say that, yes, I need to train my team technically, okay? I need them to understand how to be able to do these services. We are still a licensed industry. So by law, we have to only hire licensed people to work for us. Now we can apprenticeship people through a system of, you know, accumulating certain hours by working for us. And then, then they can be put on the floor, but ultimately we're hiring people that are coming out of school that are newly licensed within the, this, this industry. And there's a whole nother learning curve that we have to teach them on that. So this is where, again, I have to say that you are, you have to be a training and development person, or you have to decide who is my person in my business that is the trainer in development. So this morning I was on one of my coaching sessions with one of my clients 
And, you know, she then realized that part of what she needs to do, and she's very good at this education side of her, of herself, that it's one of her true expertise, not just managing a salon, running a salon and working with the clientele behind, you know, at the chair, but ultimately she's a trainer, she's an educator, she's a teacher. So she loves to do that. And, it, and I think it was, she finally realized that if she is behind the chair less, and she's hired a manager to help manage the operations of her business, then what should she be doing with her time? And it came down to training and development. Okay. So she's going to train and develop her team to on more of the technical skills. Now, the other part of the training your team is on emotional skills. This would be communications, being able to speak, being able to sell. Uh, I know everybody hates using that word like, oh, I don't want to teach him to sell. Nobody wants to sell. Guess what? We have to sell. We're selling ourselves all day long. We're selling services all day long. We're selling upgrades and retail all day long. So, and there's an emotional aspect to that part of communicating with our clients. Okay. Clients that aren't happy with their hair clients that we're, we're having a hard time in the consultation, deciphering what it is they really want. So we are hesitant and, and not confident in moving forward what they want being able to better train them on communication skills. Okay. That falls into this emotional box. Okay. And you can, you can hire people out for that. That's one of my specialties. It's what I do. So if you're interested in a communications class to come into your salon, call me, call me up and let's get it booked. Okay. Because that's what I've been doing this uh, mostly this year with um, salons and my, and my uh, coaching clients is going in and teaching them, communication courses that fall under an emotional level of how to be able to make that connection with the client. So the client is saying yes, and moving forward with then the expertise that the provider is offering them. Okay. Uh, another part is, and this was, this was a big part when I came into the industry back in the eighties was, you know, train your team on good financial uh, sound opportunities. Okay. And there was like this whole big heavy hitting thing where it was like, you know, teach your client, teach or teach your client, teach your stylist about the numbers, help educate them on the numbers. And listen, if you want to be a salon owner, I'm happy to mentor you. But if you don't want to be a salon owner and you just want to make more money as a stylist, I'm going to define and refine that type of a conversation for you. So are we doing goal setting with them? Yes. Are we teaching them ways to be able to meet their goals? Yes. Are we setting up particular parameters and structure and opportunities and offers for our stylists, either as a whole or individually, so that they can learn skill sets that help them to be able to grow and be more confident in communicating to the clients and then providing the technical service that might be necessary to be able to do that. Okay. All right. So now we're going to go on to the clients. All right. How do you, you got to train your clients on the how. All right. And training your clients on the how is a tricky part because typically what we do is we try to go down the path of always being the expert and not socially or emotionally connecting with them first. All right. So, but what I'm talking about here is training your clients on the how is, and I'm going to kind of skip over to this is how train your clients on what your culture is about, what, what experience they should have, how they do business with us. 
In other words, if you have clients that are texting you, like, you know, these, these sweet people that I see making this, you know, claim and complaining about it all day long. If you have somebody that's texting you on Sunday, then you have not educated your client on how to do business with you. Okay. And if you get upset about it, then first, why are you using your personal phone to do business? But second, why don't you have parameters set up that or automation set up that it says, you know, thanks for calling. We're not open today, but I'll get back to you on my first day back, which, you know, is always a Monday at 9 a.m. or whatever the case is that you do. You have to teach your clients how to do business with you. So you have to express what that culture is, what that expectation is. Okay. That's training your clients on the how. I'm not talking about how. Um, how we highlight hair or how we balayage their hair or that expert skill in the technical side. I'm teaching them how our culture works, how to do business with us, how to book an appointment online, how to book an appointment, period, um, how to be able to take care of their hair, um, you know, following their service, how often they should be coming back. That's what you should be educating your clients on. And then, of course, you want to train your clients on the what. Okay, what you offer. So whether it's a new client or an existing client, you want to always make sure that you're providing them what your values are, the, the, the values of your organization, your brand message, your brand identity, your culture, okay, um, your personal values. Okay, so that you can love your clientele and align with your clientele. If you if you have too much differing values, it's it's probably the client that you were you know are are regret coming in or that you're anxious when they come in. Okay, um, menu pricing bookings. Okay, these are my what's. This is what I offer. This is what I charge. This is you know, again, a what or a how you can make this happen. Okay. So you can, you have three options of being able to book appointment. You can call me during these business hours, or you can text me during these business hours, or you can book online. Okay. So I'm, I'm giving you choices of what my what's are that are within my business parameters here. Okay. All right. So then you got to train your, we train your team technical. We talked about that one. Train your team financial. We talked about that one. Train your clients why, okay? Um, the values, aspirations, brand, expectations, experience. Why do they want to do business with you? Again, I put values as the number one thing because you want to enjoy the experience that you have with people. If, if, if it's not an enjoying experience, then it feels it feels yucky and, and you shouldn't be doing it, right? Or you shouldn't be doing them or you should try to figure out how to, you know, evolve or dissolve that relationship, okay? But really what your your why should be about the aspirations, you know, what, what you can expect, um, what your experience should be like and why it's important to you, okay? Um, we don't just offer haircuts and balayage. We offer a sense of confidence, um, feeling beautiful, um, looking successful, looking trendy, whatever it is that that aspiration is that that client has, that's what you're offering. And you're just delivering it with a particular product or service that is meeting the needs of what they're saying. Okay. All right. So I wanted to finish up the, the training your clients piece. I want to tap back into the 
training your team technically, you know, sometimes we get overwhelmed by this, but the truth is you have a top five services that your business offers. How competent is each one of your staff in those top five services? And if you just narrow it down to, I'm going to make you an expert in these top five services, then that's what you're going to do. Okay. Rely on your manufacturers and your distributors for ongoing education to be able to support any of this area in the technical realm. Okay. In the financial realm, which we talked about, you know, the ultimate goal is to be able to teach them how to grow, maintain, manage a clientele and their money. Okay. You're, you are putting people to work. More small businesses put people to work in this country than large corporations. So you have a valid reason to be here and exist. And um, we're, we're taking this next generation and helping them to be able to grow and learn the business skills that they need to have, how to manage their money that they're making, but also how to manage their clientele and grow that clientele as well. So those are the six areas uh, that we're talked about. Now, over the course of the five series, we had tw- I had 25 different tips that I shared with you. This just wrapped up number 25 right here of the tips that I shared with you of how to be a recession-proof salon. Now, our title ultimately <laughs> was, you know, the captain goes down with the ship. So if you're not educating your team, your team is going to leave you. If you don't provide education to a team, your team will come in and not be up to par for your clientele. If you don't teach your clientele what you are offering and how to do business with you, your clients will be confused and they'll end up going somewhere else. So if you don't have a great team and you don't have a great uh, clientele, you are the captain on a sinking ship, okay? And you are pretty much gonna have to go down with that ship. So for you, your educational element that you need to learn is to be a really great savvy business person and a really great leader and a really great trainer because your role is to train your manager to do things for you so that you can free up time to do things that are important to the business. Your role might be to actually train your staff on technical skills, emotional skills, financial skills, okay? Your role might be to train your staff on how to be able to provide better brand messaging, how to be able to share the culture of our business with our clients, how to be able to teach our clients how to do business with us so that we have uh, that opportunity of great experience, but also respect in our community on there. Okay. Now, I'm a big firm believer because I've been in the education business for most of my career here. So sales, marketing, and education, but education has always been a great love of mine, is that the great, the easiest and the most powerful way that you can educate other people and, and be that, that, you know, uh, provide that development for people to grow is to turn it into stories. And I talked about stories last week. So I'm going to keep this here for this week in our final, in our final episode here is how to build your brand with stories. So if you need to look at how do I create the right messaging for my clients? How do I have that brand identity that starts to stick not only with my team, but now with my clients and within my community then you're going to want to download this. Okay. So that is uh, free and you can go to, um, go to my IG 
uh, account and go into the bio and you'll see that this is a free download in uh, my Instagram account. My Instagram account is at Bonnie Botadeo. Okay. All right, guys, we're 28 days away from the final quarter of this year. And I know just like 2020 was a shit show, you know, shit show. And 2021, we thought we were coming back around only to be thrown back into the, you know, into the wolves again. But 2022 has actually panned out has been an interesting year. We've, we've learned to adapt. We've, the way that we've done business before was a whole new way of learning to do business this year. And I think we've done pretty damn well um, in our industry and with our expectations um, that we were up against. But with 28 days left before we get into the fourth quarter, you might still have a lot of work to do. And I want you to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen, and I want you to write down the things, three columns, okay? What do I need to be educated on, okay, in order to grow or scale my business? What does my team need to be educated on? Who are going to be those resources to teach them? Is it me or are there other people that you can uh, provide as resources for that? And then what specifically do we need to teach our clients in order to grow, scale our business and provide the ultimate experience and get the ultimate respect within our community with that? That should be what you should be focusing on for fourth quarter, because all of that is going to be your strategic plan and to-do list going into 2023. Oh my God, it's so weird to even say 2023. <laughs> yes, that is so bizarre. But so, you know, let's finish out this third quarter strong, but let's really, really kick some ass in fourth quarter, not just with what we're doing as a business, but how we're treating our people, how we're treating our clients and ultimately, what are those goals and dreams that we have going into the next year? Because we're all clear. We're all, 2020 taught us something very valuable. I do not want to work that hard. I want to work smarter and I want to get better results by working smarter. And I need to create a level of consistency and focus on the things that are going to help me to do that. All right. And I can help you do that as a coach as well. Okay. You guys. We're wrapping up our five-part series here. So that was the, uh, the guide to recession-proofing your salon. If you want to download the tips, feel free to, you can go to recessionproofyoursalon.com um, and download the free thing. But I am taking this now. Um, I'm, I'm taking it and I'm going to put it into a little mini series so that you can listen to it all. They're all about 30 minutes long. I think the marketing one was a little bit longer because I had a guest on the show and she had some great stuff to share and we didn't want it to end. But I appreciate you listening to all five of our, our five part series here. Um, and I would love to hear some feedback. I'd love to, you know, if you have questions, concerns, um, want more information, uh, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me at Bonnie Bonadeo um, on Facebook or Instagram and, or you can email me Bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Uh, join the Facebook group because this is where I'm going to announce uh, when the five-part series is going to be available for you to listen to as a unit. Um, so in the Facebook group is SOS Small Biz Success dash Bonnie Bonadeo. Um, that will help you be able to source it and find the right one. And, you know, we're going to get through this together. Is it going to get worse before it gets better? You know, the 
the, the jury's still out on that. So they seem to think that 2023 is going to have a bit more of a downturn than uh, what we've seen so far. Um, I think that the midterms are going to play a part in that for sure, because we're in a very, very volatile political landscape right now. And it seems that um, nobody's playing fair and nobody's nice. Um, so I, I, I see some things being impacted for business and being able to generate um, some solid income being impacted by that. And, you know, I can't tell you which way, of course, um, and, I, and I'm not going to, um, but certainly we have to be prepared for that. So take on all of this information that I've provided you. Again, thanks for joining me. And I'll always see you here on Wednesday, though, for the SOS Small Business Success Podcast. Um, but be on the lookout for my next series of webinar type masterclasses that are going to be really geared towards marketing and resources available to you so that we can uh, get you to the next level, get you to the next level. All right, guys, talk to you soon.